The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday presented as always by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one rated sportsbook app. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, journeyman, five teams, seven years, Redskins, Cowboys, Bills, Patriots, Browns. Now I got almost that many jobs. Be doing the Army Citadel game on Saturday for CBS Sports Network. Bunch of Westwood One games. I do Eagles pregame. And of course, I've got a bunch of different podcasts that I know a lot of you already listen to. Check out Joe Dolan. Part two of the Fantasy Feast podcast has already posted. Today, though, is one of our most popular days. It's Thursday. It's a Greg Cosell Thursday. Nobody breaks down more tape than Greg Cosell, the NFL matchup, longtime analyst, NFL films guru does. You can check him out at Greg Cosell. We will have a new Spread the Word winner tomorrow. If you've never done it before, it's real easy. And I notice when you do it for the first time, and I really appreciate it. And I'll send you a signed picture or card or press pass or whatever. Just retweet me or Bry at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod, or like it on Instagram if you're an Instagram dude. Go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, and like a few of the posts. It all counts for all their algorithms. Be a subscriber, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I'll be giving out a new shout out tomorrow to somebody that deserves it. And we'll have a sponsor confirmation email winner. The final Madden. I think I got one entry this week to be the final Madden winner. And I don't even know. I didn't even check to see if they're, if, if they're PS4 or Xbox. So I got one more Madden code to give away. Shout out today. We've got a new patron. Love, love, love. We've got a new patron. David Mountford. Thank you, David. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Really happy to have you as a member of the family again patreon.com slash rt media it's big show time the big show already kind of introduced him he is the man greg cosell greg you're a big fleece guy i've noticed as we've been doing this <laughs> on youtube and i can see you now via video i i feel like you're a big fleece guy hey, you know what it is kind of fleece time of year 
Yeah, you know, I, I like this. The great thing about working at films, one of the great things, there's many, is that you don't really have to dress up. So, you know, I'm a big kind of fleece sweatshirt guy. You know, I, I like that much more. So it's, it's just, I'm just trying to be comfortable. You know, I spend so much time in my office sitting here watching tape. It's all about comfort, Ross. I love it. I love, dude, you're, who are you talking to? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I am long sleeve t-shirt guy every single day with short mesh shorts and flip flops. That's how I roll. There you go. Unless I have to be like on TV, then I'll spruce Same it with up me. a little Same bit. Same deal with me. <laughs> uh, all right. So tonight's game, uh, it's always not great to talk to you on a Thursday because we got a game tonight. Yeah. Bucks, Bears, really interesting. Foles uh, played much worse, much poor, more, <laughs> more poorly. Now the Colts have a good defense. And then Brady uh, was really good against the Chargers. So what, what stands out to you about the Bucks and the Bears tonight? I'll make two Two points, one very quick. The Bears' O-line really got handled last week because they could not run the ball at all, and it was a function of their O-line not being handled. And they're playing, actually, a very good Bucks defense. And because of Tom Brady, the Bucks defense has not been talked about a whole lot, but they have a very good front. Uh, now let's turn our attention to Brady. I thought uh, last week they did a really, really good job, the coaching staff and Brady, as the game progressed, of really understanding the Chargers' defense, which is a pretty well-defined defense under Gus Bradley. You usually don't get any tweaks or surprises. And as the game progressed, they really understood how to attack that cover three and, and the kinds of things that would be effective. And it very much at times looked like Brady in New England with a lot of that bang play action, you know, that play action, the quick game play action where then he'd hit those crossers, uh, and, and they were very, very effective. So in the second half in particular, that Bucks passing game looked really efficient, attacking a defense that they they was somewhat predictable to them. Got it. Interesting. Okay. Um, any thoughts? Well, you said the Bears' O-line got handled. How did Foles play? You know, I think Foles was, was up and down. Um, you know, I – I think Nick Foles has a track record that we pretty much know. So I don't think that there's really a lot of surprises. Can he play well? Absolutely. Can he have games where he's just sort of a complimentary piece and the rest of your team has to play well? Yes. Uh, you know, he's played in this league quite a while now, Ross. And when all said and done, I, I think people understand what he is and what he isn't. Uh, and he's he's never truly been seen as the full-time starter. He's had a few moments where people thought he was that, and it never quite worked out. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, you know, Matt Nagy said when they made the change that, hey, Nick Foles is our quarterback. But we know how that works. You know, the Bears are still 3-1. and one. They're, They have a chance. So we'll see how it plays out. Tonight's game is a very interesting game for the, the Bears uh, because if they lose, then you're back with Foles being 0-2, and, and, and is, is he still your quarterback? You, you know how coaches are. We, we just don't know the answer to that. Uh, well, we do know that there are some quarterback changes around the NFL. Uh, Washington, I was surprised by it. I got to tell you, Greg, I yeah. really was. After four games, they are benching Dwayne Haskins, they say, so he can learn the offense better. They're putting in Kyle Allen. What did you see from Haskins in the last game against the Ravens? Yeah, well, and I'm glad you asked me that specifically because in the name of full disclosure, I've studied Haskins week one and week four in detail, not week two and week three. So I don't want this to come across like, hey, I've studied every play this year. Uh, 
I think Dwayne Haskins is a specific kind of quarterback, and you have to know what he is. He's a pocket quarterback. He doesn't move particularly well. His feet at times are are kind of stodgy. So what does that mean in the NFL if you're just a pocket quarterback? Number one, it means you must play with a great feel for the timing and rhythm of your own offense. The ball has to come out. Uh, you need what we call pocket movement, not running out of the pocket because he's not going to be that kind of quarterback, but you have to be able to move within the pocket and navigate the pocket to avoid pressure at times. You need to be really precise with your ball placement because you're not going to make second reaction plays. So I think one area in which the tape shows is that he's not been as precise with his ball placement as he needs to be. But I will say this honestly. Something is is going on on a daily basis that you and I can't possibly know about, uh, because if you just look at the tape from what I've seen, I didn't come away feeling like, oh, my God, this guy is just not playing well at all. He needs to sit down. Sometimes you see that with quarterbacks. You just watch them and you go, wow, he's he's struggling. He's not ready. I don't see that on tape in the two games I've watched. So that tells me that on a day-to-day basis in terms of what they're teaching him, in terms of what they're asking him to do, that something's not right. But the tape, you know, they just played a really tough Ravens defense. The Ravens really challenge your pass protection as much as any team in the league. And it, it's they're a tough, tough assignment. So that's all I can say about what I've seen from Haskins. Got it. Um Want to also get into now that there's big news in Houston yep. as it relates to Deshaun Watson, Bill O'Brien fired as GM, head coach, play caller, I suppose. What, if anything, have you seen from Watson this year? Yeah, Watson's a fascinating watch. He's, he's an exciting watch and a frustrating watch because we know that he can both make excellent throws from the pocket within structure and he can make special second reaction plays. But to me, what the tape shows, and you know, Ross, that's all I'm talking about, what the tape shows, is there's a there's an inconsistency to his play. And you don't really know when you watch the tape what you're going to get snap after snap. As I said, he can be great. And other times, he doesn't see things. Other times, he leaves the pocket when there's no need to. So there's an inconsistency to his play that is probably frustrating for coaches. And again, there's a sense, I believe, that Deshaun is a great, great player. And therefore, if he's not playing well, it's somebody else's fault. And I'm not placing blame. I'm simply telling you what the tape shows. Deshaun can be a great player. But I think there needs to be more of a consistency of execution to his game uh, on a snap-to-snap basis. He'll get there, I believe, but I think he's not quite there yet. Talking with Greg Cosell here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the NFL Films, NFL Matchup Guru. Always great to break down these games we've got here in Week Five in the NFL. Uh, hope. What What do you think about? Buffalo and Tennessee, Greg. When I say Bills and Titans, what do you think? Well, let's hope they play football uh, this weekend. But I think one of the things that really stands out to me is watching Josh Allen this year on third down. He has been outstanding on third down. And I think that would surprise a lot of people simply because they don't see him as, as the kind of quarterback that's going to make difficult 
third down throws, but he's been really, really good. And he's just one of those guys, Ross. You know, I'm a purist when it comes to the quarterback position, and and I sometimes have to sort of put that aside because his lower body mechanics may never be good. That It just may be the way he throws the ball, but he's thrown with far more consistent accuracy this year. His ball placement has been much better. I love what Brian Dable does with their their pass game. He's he's a vertical guy, and by vertical, I don't mean just dropping back and heaving at fifty yards. I mean the route concepts have vertical elements, crossers, over routes. You know they, they do a lot of combination routes at the intermediate and vertical levels. Uh, I think Josh Allen has gotten far better in hitting Beasley when it's third and six on eight yard throws, which are critical in this league. So, you know he's just. That that's what stands out to me that he's just a playing much much better and there seems to be much more of a consistency to his game. Now there's still wild stallion moments, but <laughs> and I'm not a stat guy, but I think this stat is worth mentioning. In his last 15 games, he's thrown 35 touchdowns and three interceptions. Think about that for a minute. So even though he has wild stallion moments, what he does not do is turn the ball over. And you can live with those moments of the Josh Allen experience when he's not turning it over. <laughs> I love that. I, I didn't realize that. That's a great stat, Greg. Absolutely great, great stat. Um, you know, it's funny. I'm not like a quarterback guru or mechanics, but he doesn't even step into his throws no. sometimes. Like the one throw, he's looking over there. He decides to throw it back to the right. Doesn't even move. Doesn't even move his hips. He just no. kind of goes like that. I can't believe how much velocity he gets on the ball. With at times, doesn't look like his lower body's involved at all. No, and I think look, I think you still have to coach that. Uh, but it also just may be who he is. And at some point, if he's throwing the ball accurately, you still coach it, but you don't you don't harp on it to the point where you make him think about playing the position. Now, hey. Talking about his velocity, I was fortunate the year he came out to watch him work out in person at the dome at the combine upstairs the, the night before the uh, the quarterbacks worked out. So I was standing right next to him and watching him throw a ball. I mean, it just comes out of his hand. It, he's one of those guys that's just different the way he throws a football. It's awesome. Um, Steelers and Eagles, the battle yeah. of my beloved Keystone State. Greg. <laughs> Eagles got a big win. Uh, they still have some issues. What What is the most interesting matchup coming from the NFL matchup guy? Well, I think you have to look at that Steelers defense, which you could easily make the argument is the best in the NFL against this Eagles offense and, the, and an offensive line that uh, you might want to try out for, Ross, in the next uh, couple <laughs> of days. You know, they might have a spot for you, I think. Um, because when you look at the Eagles offensive line, particularly if Lane Johnson's in and out of the lineup – other than Kelsey, they're really dealing with with a lot of guys who, you know, just are at this point, they're backup types. Um, so I think that that matchup in this game with that Steelers front, that's where the majority of their sacks come from, that defensive front. Watt, Dupree on the edge, to it, and Hayward inside. But they also are very good with their blitz concepts, and they do a really nice job with disguise. Mike Hilton, their slot corner, is as good a blitzing slot corner as there is in the NFL, and he's very good at disguising it, and he comes from distance at times, and you always have to be aware of that when they're in their sub-nickel and their sub-dime. So, uh, you know, that's the matchup in this game because the Eagle offense, 
Was it a little better last week? Yes, but they still have a long way to go. I would agree with that. Talking with Greg Cosell here on the Ross Tucker football podcast. Really intrigued, Greg, by a matchup of three and one teams, the Browns and the Colts, because yeah. the Browns offense is on fire. The Colts defense is on fire. Who wins out? Well, the Browns have now become one of those teams that has a distinct profile. And there's a number of those teams in the league, like Minnesota's one. Cleveland is clearly one under Kevin Stefanski. You know what they want to do. If the game plays out that way, they can they can do it. You know, if they get way behind, they can't. But if the game plays out the way they want it to, they're going to run the ball. It's going to be play action. Baker Mayfield's play action numbers this year are very, very good. Uh, they're not going to throw it a ton if the game plays out the way they want it to. Uh, and even with Chubb out, that will not change their run-based approach. What has really stood out to me, which I know you'll appreciate being an offensive lineman, is everybody thinks of Kevin Stefanski as a zone guy. They have run gap scheme so well this year. And when you watch the tape, the guy that just jumps off, and I can't believe I'm talking to an offensive lineman and telling you this, but the guy that jumps off is the right guard, Wyatt Teller. He has just been unbelievable as a puller crossing the formation in the power and counter run game concepts, the gap, the gap scheme concepts. And that just jumps off the film. They've been so good running gap scheme. So they're going to keep doing that unless the score gets out of hand. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been fun to watch. I know uh, Brandon Thorne, who's one of the O-line guys. Oh, yeah, he's, he's good great. Job. Yeah, he's done a really good job getting clips of Wyatt Tower that I've been able to check out that I really like. Uh, you know, uh, there's some people doing. I saw Dane Brugler doing a at the at the quarter of the season poll. He did um, you know, an all rookie team. Just want to get your thoughts, Joe Burrow. Uh, I know you watched Justin Herbert against the Bucks. Yeah, you know your thoughts on on where those guys are a few games into their careers. Yeah. You know, I think Burrow, the nice thing to me about both, uh, and they're totally different players, is the fact that they look like they belong. You know, sometimes you watch a young quarterback and you just don't, you just don't know. You know, you watch them and you go, oh, they're, they're, they're not playing uh, the way they, they looked in college. Burrow's as calm as composed it can be. They do a really nice job with him. They've been an empty more than any team in the league by a wide, wide margin because I think it plays to him getting the ball out, his timing, his sense of timing, his sense of rhythm. That's the kind of quarterback he is. Plus, he will show patience in the pocket. Even when he sees pressure, he'll stand and deliver. Um, not a big arm guy, and every once in a while that shows up, but he's very, very poised, and he plays an excellent timing game. Herbert is totally different. Herbert is just a physical specimen. Big, big arm, physically imposing, really good athlete. Uh, I think they're doing a great job. Uh, in a sense, defining throws for him, which I think you need to do for him, given his college career and where he played. But boy, he can throw the football and he is tough in the pocket. He will stand and deliver in the face of pressure. So so to me, they're different. But through three, uh, well, Herbert's played three games. I think Herbert will have a bad game coming up because he is an aggressive turn it loose guy. And there'll be a game where he throws three picks and that'll just be part of his learning process. But I love the way he plays. I've always loved quarterbacks. In this league, you've got to turn it loose, Ross. That's just, you know that. You know, you played, you were in the league seven years. Your quarterback can't just throw checkdowns. You got to turn it loose. Yep. Um, anything? Uh, I know you, you watched Haskins against Baltimore. You seen anything from Lamar Jackson, Greg? 
Yeah, well, first of all, I think you have to understand their offense, and I've talked about this numerous times. You know, there's a they're another team that doesn't want to throw the ball a lot. He's thrown less than 30 passes in each game. The most was 28 against KC in a game in which they were down. In an ideal world, they don't want him throwing probably more than 24, 25 balls. Now, he'll drop back more than that because he'll have scrambles, which he's obviously great at. But, in, again, they're another team that's defined. They want to run the ball. And, and Jack, they have the most creative run game in the league with Lamar as the foundation. You can do that because he's the foundation of your run game, and defenses know that. Um, but at the end of the day, they're a run-based offense. The pass game works off that. They don't want to throw it 30. They don't, they don't want to have him drop back 30, 40 times by choice. Um, and they're just their run game's really good. You look at the 50 yard touchdown last week, you know, really well designed run scheme that basically had a pulling guard. So it had a, a gap scheme element. But the way they block their runs with the use of tight ends, with the use of formations and motions, they're really fun to watch in that way. He is on the NFL matchup show every weekend on ESPN. He's been with NFL Films for 41 years which is absolutely amazing. You can check him out on Twitter, at Greg Cosell. Greg, thank you so much, as always. Thanks, Ross. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate him, man. I take notes when Greg's talking for social media clips that uh, intern Casey can put on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, or go ahead and post to social media, at Ross Tucker Pod. And I mean, I have like seven for today. I'm going to cut it down. I don't want her, I don't want her to have to do that much stuff. Unbelievable what he does. Um, speaking of unbelievable, if you're a business owner, you don't need me to tell you that running a business is tough. You guys know I've got a couple of them, but you might be making it harder on yourself than necessary. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. It's time to upgrade to NetSuite. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com slash Tucker. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash Tucker. Netsuite.com slash Tucker. I can't imagine, by the way, a better sponsor confirmation email. It's a, just a free product tour. You're not even you're not necessarily buying anything. Just take the free product tour at netsuite.com slash Tucker. Love it. Tucks takes. Morning, Ross. Let's start today with the Tennessee Titans, where evidently the players gathered on their own for workouts last week. That was a violation of NFL protocol. Uh, and uh, wide receiver Corey Davis put on the COVID-19 list. This is a really interesting situation, Bri. Really interesting situation. Because now that they had a couple more guys test positive, um, well, I guess – Clarity, Corey Davis was confirmed. The other one was inconclusive. Now I think it might be another two days before they can get in the facility. And if that's the case, then when are they practicing? Saturday? Practice Saturday, hop on the plane, go to Buffalo? And by the way, the Game's Bills... in Tennessee, though, by the way. 
Oh, right. Sorry. In Tennessee. Well, anyway, uh, walk through Saturday, play the Bills Sunday, and then they because they can't push it back, Bri, because the Bills play Thursday night. The Bills play the Chiefs Thursday night. I'll be calling that game for Westwood One. Can't wait to go back up to my old stomping grounds in Buffalo. So you can't push it back to Monday. So the Titans' negligence, okay, is affecting a lot of other teams now. A lot of other teams. Number one, they've got video of players in the facility without their masks on. Number two, after they were shut down, there are pictures and videos of the players gathering on their own for workouts. I got to tell you, Bri, if they can't play the game against Buffalo on Sunday, I think they should forfeit it. I, I, I do not think that they should change the whole NFL schedule or add a week 18 because the Titans are missing a second straight week because they gathered on their own to do those workouts. Because there's there's no way they would have tested positive since they've been away for nine days if they didn't gather for their own workouts. So that's what I think. I think they should have to forfeit the game against Buffalo if they can't play it now that we have evidence that they broke protocol in multiple ways. Ducks takes. Let's stay in the AFC South with a report that former Texans head coach and general manager Bill O'Brien clashed with players and assistant coaches, including J.J. Watt, uh, Anthony Weaver, and others over the past few weeks. Not really that surprising in the sense, Bry, that Bill O'Brien is known for having a fiery temper. He's known for being ornery and getting into it. And he thinks nothing of it. I mean, he they, he gets in screaming matches and they yell at each other. And then five minutes later, it's like it never happened. That's just kind of his personality, according to multiple people. But these are the things that come out when a guy gets fired then. You know, th- these are the things that come out after the fact. Uh, it seems like it was just unraveling on multiple levels over the last few weeks. Uh, and I guess he was always like this. I saw where John McClain said, yeah, he got in a bunch of verbal disagreements the last couple of weeks. That's how he always was. So doesn't seem like a very healthy environment. And maybe they can change that in Houston. Ducks takes. Biggest news, probably Washington, where the football team benching Dwayne Haskins for Kyle Allen. You already talked about that with Greg. Anything else you want to add? Yes, there's a couple things. And I tweeted this, at Ross Tucker NFL. Please follow me if you're not already. I'd appreciate that. Uh, But number one, I think week four, after four games, week five, I guess I should say, is way too early to pull the plug on Dwayne Haskins in Washington. Way too early. You know... The number one thing that they need to get out of this season is they need to figure out for sure and know for sure what they have in Dwayne Haskins. And when you bench him after four games, I don't know if you can really say that. I don't know if you can definitively say that. Now, here's what I think is happening here, Bri. Speaking from experience, Ron Rivera is a former player 
Number one, I think he's noticing that the NFC East is winnable and that they're not that far removed. Number two, I think he doesn't feel like Dwayne Haskins is giving his team a chance to win. And certainly that was the case against Cleveland, but what was it, like his seventh or eighth start? Like, you're going to have some bad starts every once in a while. But I think he thought, I'm not giving this team, you know, this kid's not giving the team a chance to win. I want to give these veteran players an opportunity to win these football games. And obviously feels like Kyle Allen knows the offense better. I just don't agree with it. And the last thing I would say is that if there was any chance, Brian, that they would bench Cam, uh, bench Dwayne Haskins after four games, then they really should assign a guy like Cam Newton. Because I, I just don't see how you do that. You're going to bench him after four games because the NFC East is winnable. You know who really would would help them win the NFC East? Cam Newton. Cam Newton would. They'd probably be the favorite right now if they had Cam Newton. So I get it why they didn't want Cam. Maybe they didn't think he'd be this good. Maybe they wanted to go with Haskins. But if there was any shot you'd bench Haskins after four games, they should have gotten Cam Newton. I thought it was interesting. Greg went back and watched the tape, and he didn't really see in the Ravens game, at least Cleveland, he was awful. But the Ravens game didn't see what was there that led to him getting benched like this. I didn't either. I mean, I thought the Cleveland game would have been the one. I neither. I mean, maybe I'll go back on NFL Game Pass and check out the condensed version of the Ravens game, but I guess I don't really need to because Greg already watched it on NFL Game Pass where they have all the uh, Game Pass film session episodes and they've got all the NFL films archived, which is awesome. But Greg kind of already did, and he said, yeah, I mean – I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really see what was, you know, what what he should get benched for. I don't know. It's a it's a it's a weird timing, is what I would say, Bry. By the way, go to nfl.com slash game pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Ducks takes. We've got a new starting quarterback in New York. Joe Flacco is going to get the opportunity with Sam Darnold out with an ailing shoulder. So interesting on on multiple levels, right? So, number one, can you imagine before the year saying or placing a bet at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but, but placing a bet saying that Joe Flacco and Kyle Allen would both be starting in week five? Good luck with that one. And then I'm sure it's prudent for Darnold to not play, right? The right thing for his shoulder. Why was he put in the game, back in the game, 10 minutes after he heard it? I called that game last Thursday, Brian. Why was he put back in the game 10 minutes after he hurt that shoulder, yet it's it whatever the damage is or the injury is, it's bad enough that he can't play 10 days later, but they put him in 10 minutes later? There are some really questionable decisions, medical decisions going on with the New York Jets football team right now. Ducks takes. Only other uh, item of note, Seahawks are signing defensive tackle Snacks Harrison to their practice squad. Right, and I saw where Pete Carroll said 
They want to get him up to speed, get him out there soon. I mean, he's not, I mean, he's not a practice squad guy. He's made like 40 million bucks. I, I don't, there's got to be something there where it's like easier to get them signed to the practice squad while they're going through the protocol or something, you know, with testing or whatever. And then they get bumped up. Maybe he'll get bumped up as soon as Sunday, you know, for this game. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's probably something like that. Cause like, Snacks Harris is not playing. You know, he's not coming there and practicing for $12,000 a week on the practice squad. Like, I got to think he'll be activated as soon as Sunday. Ducks takes. And finally, Thursday night football, Bears, Bucks. Who you like and why? Well, I like the Bucks. It's interesting that the betting line on the DraftKings Sportsbook app has changed quite a bit. It's I think it was five and a half the Bucks were laying. Now it's down to three and a half. Uh, I think it's because the Bucks are kind of beat up coming into this one. But it sounds like Mike Evans and Scotty Miller will play, and that's enough in my mind. That's more than enough. Hard to pick the Bears to win this based on how inept they were against the Colts. And I give the Colts defense a lot of credit, but the Bucks defense is pretty darn good too. I like the Bucks to win the game. I think it's a good game, relatively low scoring. I'll say 23-20, 20-17, something like that. But I will still take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the football game. Speaking of winning, we all need to help our local businesses win. Uh, this is something that's near and dear to my heart. I know buddies that have local businesses around here, especially restaurants. It's tough. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner store, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. They remember your order and call you by name. Always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, help your team score and choose to shop at local businesses. And while you're there, look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner, of the NFL. Speaking of partners, Bri, we've got some partners every single day here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. They are the, I think we're done here, partners at patreon.com slash Media. So please check them out. If you're looking for beer in Pennsylvania, although it's expanded to New Jersey now, look for some Pizza Boy Brewing beers. If you like Dynasty Fantasy Football, Go to DynastyFreaks.com. If you want something cool, like, it's really neat. It's team-based sports. Um, team-based Floral arrangements? Plants. What, Brian? Floral arrangements? Yeah, floral arrangements. Plants. Stuff like that. Is it a, considered a floral arrangement if it's like a plant? I don't think it's always flowers. Just go to sportaculture.com. Check out sportaculture. It's very cool. I don't know what they're called. It's called sportaculture. That's what it is. Steakhouse sports is, is a really unique thing that our boy Chris has. And then Vision Comics, 
with an X if you're into comics. Vision Comics with an X is cool as well. Uh, both Fantasy Feast posted. Even money's up. Really appreciate those of you that check out the other shows. Subscribe to them. If you can, heck, if you subscribe, download on multiple devices, that's pretty cool too. We always used to push that back in the day. Other than that, I think we're almost done here after I say shop local with Visa to help support your community because where you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be. Now, I do think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.